I guess I was pretty horny. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Oh, no, not the beast! God damn it! How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I'm a vampire. Kill me. Fucking files! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten to you? Pissed! Blood! That's our boy Nicholas fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table oh my god what's this movie again how could this happen to me oh oh i accidentally googled that instead of what we are actually supposed to be you made my mistake (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) no no it's too early fuck (coughs) oh knocked over my french fries we're suffering here okay all right well now it's gonna be interesting <laughs> welcome to <coughs> gone in 60 seconds hi i'm mara perilla <laughs> <laughs> sorry mom she doesn't listen Geraldine. i thought she was our biggest fan Mm-mm, sammy is oh oh i'm sorry sammy i'm so sorry how could I do that to you? How could this happen to him? <laughs> um, I uh, I'm gonna get situated because I'm not really. I'm I'm just making noise. It's okay. In the meantime, I'll tell you guys about this ghastly dream I had last night. I think I was on Stadium Way. Okay, that's I, the road behind our house that goes up to Dodger Stadium. Hell yeah! Come find us. <clears throat> and uh. I was in a car, like an SUV type of car. She's in a car. I was in a car with a couple people. <coughs> <laughs> and um, we had like a young driver. I don't know who these people were that were that were with us, but the person driving this car was like 15 or 16, like oh. driver's permit level. Okay. And she was driving the wrong way and all these cars were coming at us. And On stadium? Yeah. Right by that hill? Yeah. Fuck no. And all these people were like... Who I, I was with in the car. I think they were supposed to be like our family members, but I don't know. And we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? What are you, whoa, whoa. And then like we were in this accident and like hit all of these people. What? And we're killing all these people. What? And so then we were like getting out of the car and this girl was like all upset who had been driving and stuff. And I just like remember I was so... Like, I didn't even want to think about the fact that we killed all these people. And there were all these dead bodies, like, on the ground, like, Hotel Rwanda style. Oh, no. And I was like... Oh, that's so many. And, like, my dad was there. And I was, like, kept looking down the hill because, you know, it's it's on the hill. Right. And, like, you could just see all these bodies, like, on the road. And I was like, I can't think about it. I can't think about it. So was there only people walking and not cars? I I don't... There were cars. It was, like, the walking dead and you just, like, barreled through them? There were all these cars coming, but then there were people all over the ground. And I don't know if, like, because they're, like, the cars had, like, flipped and, like, people got thrown out of the cars. Some weird fucking, like, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane shit. Oh, okay. Oh, stop. Oh, stop, indeed. (laughs) Full stop. Asia, you're done. Oh, my God. that picture just what? That... That we were going the wrong way. We were going the wrong way down the road. Oh shit. Maybe I was like weirdly projecting into okay. the dream. You were either projecting that or that wonderful scene in uh planes, trains, automobiles. Oh. <laughs> He's like, You're going the wrong way. He's like, How do we know it? They don't know where we're going. 
Okay, so it could happen to you. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Gone in 60 Seconds. We already did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who smoked? Who smoked? <clears throat> Today we're talking about... Uh, it could happen to you. It could happen to you. Uh, which came out... July 29th, 1994. Yep. That's what I got. <clears throat> you want to read the synopsis? Yay. Why were we excited? Dude, we're fucking excited because this is directed by my man, Andrew Bergman, who also boop. directed <laughs> Honeymoon in Vegas. Boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't written by him, though, surprisingly. This one wasn't? It wasn't written by him. It was just directed by him. Oh, Jane Anderson, that bitch. We love Jane Anderson. Perhaps. The most. The most. We love a gay screenwriter, and we love this movie. We love this movie. And Andrew Bergman. Oh my god, he's so much fun. He just makes everything so fun. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I know what we looked up, what he had done. Moving on to the McChicken. Prior to this. Portion of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The McChicken is the best item on the menu, on the dollar menu, by far. Oh yeah, I agree. That's the only thing I ever used to get when I was a kid. I, I get. I do have to say you can't you can't beat a Big Mac, but that's like once every four years. I'll do yeah, that. you can't beat it, but you have to use it sparingly. Yeah, you have to use your Big Mac card for sure. <laughs> Remember when I told you I was drunk in the Mexico City airport and I was yeah. eating that horrible McChicken? Yeah, <laughs> I was just laughing so hard because I was like, "This is the best thing on the menu." Yeah, and they ruined it so drastically <laughs> that it was funny to me. Uh, I don't know. I want to explore more of Andrew Bergman's filmography. That's the long story short. I do too. Because every time we watch something by him, I just feel good. Mm-hmm. I don't feel too overwhelmed. It's just the right amount of, of stakes. We were smiling the whole time. We really fucking were. We were laughing really hard, but I didn't our own inappropriate jokes. Oh, true though. We can't talk about This that. man is about to cheat on his wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is really... You're gonna have to do so much editing. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's it, this is great. Do you want me to read the synopsis? Yeah, please. Okay. I I'm a, will I'm read. I'm gonna breathe it. into the microphone while I eat. Okay. Um, I won't read the Wikipedia synopsis because it sucks, and it's a spoiler. Mad spoilers for this. It's probably worth a watch. I'm not gonna rave about it, but if you want to stop, you can. No, yeah, like, like I would definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. especially if you're feeling like shit the way we have been for the last two days. Yeah, it made me happy. Charlie Lang, played by Nicolas Cage, is a simple, kind-hearted New York City cop. When he realizes he has no money to tip waitress Yvonne Biasi, played by Bridget Fonda, Lang offers her half the winnings of his lottery ticket. Amazingly, the ticket happens to be a winner, in the sum of $4 million. True to his word, Lang proceeds to share the prize money with Biasi, who infuriates his greedy wife Muriel, played by Rosie Perez. Perez? Perez. Not content with the arrangement, Muriel begins scheming to take all of the money. Mm-mm. That doesn't happen until later, though. Yeah. I would say, like, a majority of the movies, like, incredibly feel good until the third act. And then the last 15 minutes are, like, super feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I want to be in love. <laughs> no, no. I was, again, I was just like, I want to be in love with Nick. This has a 71% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I think well, this is probably one of the higher ones. I think maybe Wild at Heart had a higher one. Yeah. That's got such an intense cult following, though. Of Fair. course. There's no yeah. way it's going to be bad. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to save the last of this because I'm, like, literally out of breath from eating food. 
It's terrible. Sometimes we got to pause. So box office. I'm reading what it brought in, but I don't want that. No, no. First, you got to look up the uh, the budget. Budget says it's says 20 million on Wikipedia. Okay. Box office. Almost 38 million. Nice. I'm proud of him. His last two movies. He's doing good. No. Yeah. Oh, was gar- oh yeah, Garden Test was 27. Yeah, yeah. They they made like eight, oh right eight eighteen thousand was got it. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel like we're about to hit a sweet spot for him. Oh no, we are. We are like in the sweet spot. We're about to be. We're like four away from the intense six movies back to back. Good. I'm ready. I'm super ready. Oh, uh, uh speaking of in- intense movies and movies from the nineties, um, Eric sent me a Twitter link today that said that they're gonna reboot Face Off. Yeah, I know. Star- I, kn- I knew not, about this. Not starring Nicolas Cage. No. In no capacity. No. Fucking useless. They said they they said they want to have one they have want to have one person of one race and another of the other. They just don't want them to both be white. And I was like, I don't even know the really the premise of that movie, but that sounds wrong. It sounds like a really good opportunity to get a lot of racist backlash. Yeah. Like Oh no! Shit! I can't talk about the movie. Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't tell you anything about it. It sounds. I, li- I literally. I heard they were remaking it, and the person who told me was like, "I'm going to tell you something, and that's all I'm going to say." And I was like, "Great, we're not going to discuss it further." And he's like, "No, I know." Shay knew. He's like, "I know you don't." You yeah, yeah. Because every time he yells at me, but I'm intrigued. But I, I want to read about it. But it's going to be so hard to like avoid. Yeah, no, no. I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even read about it no, because because it's going to give me everything. Yeah. Oh, budget car rental. That's what I typed in. Um, I have a couple apologies from last week. Oh. This is kind of, this is pretty much, I think, almost every episode. Um, And I realized it a while back and I forgot to correct it. For some reason, when I choose to talk, I say the word comedical. Do you? It's not a word. It's comical. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, comical is a word. Comical is a word. Comedical is not. Comedical? It's comedic or comical. It's not com- comedical. <laughs> so I'm sorry for that. Um, also, shit. Oh, okay. So the notes I always write are like so vague that I'm like, what was this pertaining to? The woman who was her secretary in Guarding Tess mm-hmm. was not from Cat in the Hat. <laughs> oh. I remembered later she's from Edward Scissorhands. Who is she in Edward Scissorhands? She's, she's one of the neighbors. Just one of the neighbors? She's, she's got like three curls. Oh, you know what? I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> and then, well, now I don't know. Now I'm, I, never mind. I'm, I should have looked it up. I just figured it out at work. It's okay. It we're, we're good. Um. Oh, and then I also said, and this one's really stupid, but I also said during guarding tests um, that Earl, the driver, that his sister and her brother and I meant her sister. Oh, I can't do it. Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, no. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh she too high. It's okay. It's because I coughed on it. And I already didn't feel good and was, like, feeling dizzy. And now I'm hot. Okay. So let's just dive in. Let's do it. So Take this... all that out. I can't sound that retarded. No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what? We'll put the trailer there. Yeah, during all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Well, the lotto jackpot has grown to over $64 million. It all started with a lottery ticket. You got the numbers wrong! Wrong? An honest cop. And a waitress. Probably you've had good luck your entire life, which is the opposite of me. In the middle of a very bad day. You just don't have enough for a tip. I'll live. Lottery ticket? If this ticket wins, I'll come back tomorrow and split the proceeds. And if it doesn't, I'll still come back and leave you a tip. What do you think? I think I'm never going to see you again. What happened next? 64. What? It's beyond their wildest dreams. I've got something to tell you. This is a story of money. Why don't you stop at half? Why don't you just give her all the money? Would you get off my foot? The things it can buy. Just a quick stop at Tiffany's, darling, and I'll be born again. And the one thing... You're doing great! It can't. Oh, no. TriStar Pictures presents... It's nice to meet somebody who you can just talk with, you know, and hang with. This lottery thing, it's from one day to the next, it's like you become this other person. Ladies and gentlemen, I just won the lottery, and tonight's ride home is on me and Miss Yvonne Biazzi. To put you in a straitjacket and take you to the loony bin. Nicholas Cage. It's like we're on two different channels now. I'm CNN, she's the home shopping network. Bridget Fonda. It's like a fairy tale. Rosie Perez. Woman with the heart of gold. It could happen to you. You just heard the trailer <laughs> for the It Could Happen to You from 1994. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so, okay. Okay, so how does the movie start? The movie has a narrator. The, yeah, the movie has a narrator off the bat. And it's just like, he was a good lad working in New York. And it's, what's that actor's name who plays him? The narrator. Humphrey Bogart. That's not him. No, I was no, like, no, no, it's no, not, no. is it? It's not. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because he, he narrates, but he um he doesn't really have a role. And I don't know why. Wendell Pierce? Isaac no, Hayes. Uh, who is... A performer. Yes. No, he's like a, he's a soul singer. Soul sister. Oh, it's Robin Hood Men and Tights. That's what I'm thinking of that he's from. Oh, is he really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, oh, he composes music for motion picture. Motion pictures. Well, yeah, so they're they're mostly just, I feel like, narr- or, the narration is just like different scenarios in which Nick is walking around New York City doing good deeds as a cop. I'm sorry. He voices Chef in South Park. Got it. That's literally the only reason I don't know his voice. Thank you, Isaac Hayes, a.k.a. Chef from South Park. Yeah, no, I th- like it's just intermittently. His character serves no real purpose. He's I think just- it was just fun. It was just fun. Yeah. Because he had all these like dope ass sweater vests on and like. It's lobster ties because well, it's New York in the late 90s so mid well it's like 94 oh yeah you're right you're right like mid 90s and so like if you can just picture like what 
someone working as a taxi cab driver in the 90s like with the beaded seats Mm -hmm. that's that's isaac hayes in that in this movie yeah 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 yes he's wearing like (laughs) he's wearing like a calf tent maybe is he a taxi driver he could be he could be anything we want him to be well the spoiler you want me to say it it's jumping to the end i always jump to the end it's my mo it's okay he's an investigative reporter so he goes undercover Oh. So maybe he was. Oh, a, right. He, maybe he was a taxi driver. I Who forgot knows? that he was introduced into it. Okay, so no, that is actually really cute how he did that. But yeah, but um, that's basically <clears throat> why he can act as an omniscient narrator is because he's supposed to be like this undercover person who's just surveying things. Right, right. And who's literally watching this story unfold. Yeah. Um. But basically, like off the bat, after they walk by Muriel's salon so they already introduce her character in the first like 10 minutes yeah and he'll be like nick cage what's his name charlie charlie lang charlie lang is married uh unmarried new york cop but he is married to rosie perez and she's like exactly how rosie perez and fucking everything (laughs) and she works in a salon but he's like since he's a good cop and a good husband he's like i leave my wife at work i let her do her job and i you know i protect the city i protect the city (laughs) and so he like walks by doesn't say hi to her and we cut to her just being oh God, she's Cardi like B, four feet tall. She's so fucking small. Um, she really does remind it, me of Cardi B, though. Oh, yeah. Like Brooklyn. Like, yeah, I don't want to be here. My nails are super long. But you can't. Even, but but the octave of her voice. It's so it's like four octaves higher than what I just did. I couldn't like I couldn't understand what she was saying no, because it, it was so high pitched. So high pitched and like, fast. Yeah. And she screamed a lot. Oh, yeah. She's a fire talker. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, she used a lot. But then um, I think because I think it's still his like regular like maybe it's been like two hours of like him being at work and he like passes his wife's thing and then they go to the diner. Right. Is it like super fast? Before they go to the diner, they show where Yvonne is. Which oh, right, is right, right. That she's in court. Yeah. Talking to a judge and telling her whole life story to this judge because she was married to this actor and she wanted to be an actress and she came to New York from the country like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, yeah. wanted to act herself. And then he swindled her and took her credit cards and maxed them all out. So she actually is declaring for bankruptcy that morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before right. she goes to work at this diner as a waitress where she's obviously completely underappreciated but has a heart of gold. Yes. Yes. And she's got these cute little glasses on, and she's, she's all flustered, and she's, she's so, so fucking, fucking cute. cute. Oh, my God. So stupid cute. She's like a blend of the musician Casey Hill and Velma from Scooby-Doo, because she's like, where's my glasses? Linda Cardellini? <gasps> yes. <laughs> Honestly, yes. No. She was like a ginger Velma. She was She was blonde. But more sex appeal. This one was blonde. Oh. Velma is ginger. I thought- no, she's like Auburn. She's brown. Bridget Fonda. Um, our lady. Lady of the night. She's not. She's totally lady of the day because she's like. She's she's lady of 1030 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> she's so good. But she, she comes up to them and he kind of like tries to be cutesy and she's annoyed. Because she's ha- had literally the worst day of her life. She's like, oh, you're fucking hilarious. <laughs> Thanks so much for making <laughs> that horrible joke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I almost forgot how to laugh. <laughs> yeah. She was like so fucking pissed. And he was like, I'm sorry, I'll have the meatball sub. And she's like, oh, you want meatballs? <laughs> okay. But then they leave. 
because they get called away. Yeah. They they order with her in this like you could just tell she's having a shitty day and it's like exhausting for her. Um and the second she steps away, they get they get a call that they're like needed. And so she's like, "Wow, after all of that, and I'm not even gonna get any money." Love yeah, it. Because he was like, "Hey, what do I owe you?" And he's like, "Oh, I have enough for the check, but I can't tip you." And she's like, "It's fine. You're fine. It's on the house, Ossifer, Ossifer." <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, "No, no, no. I swear." But how? Oh no, they he must have gone home before this because he had the ticket already. There must have been an interaction with them at the ha- oh in in the morning. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's probably I think there's probably a moment at the beginning where it establishes that they're like in this weird situational marriage where she's just like extremely financially needy mm-hmm. and whiny, and he kind of just goes with the flow. He's passive. He's just a good guy, you know. He just they wants say to make his wife the happy. whole time. They're like, he's good. He's, he's so, so good. good. <laughs> he's the goodest boy. <laughs> Um, the most betterest the most betterest the goodest doggo but he she forces him to buy like a lotto ticket oh muriel forces charlie to buy a lotto ticket because she's like i want money i don't want to live in brooklyn we got i had this dream i had this dream like i want to have oh my god yeah yeah that's that's the whole thing that's how she wins (laughs) but like she gives him the specific numbers it's yeah. supposed to be their anniversary, but it turns out to be the wrong day anyway. Yeah. Um. He begrudgingly goes to the lotto because he's so good and he's so happy and satisfied with where his life is currently at. He doesn't even want any money. Yeah. And so he takes it to the lotto, puts in the wrong numbers anyway. Yep. And then they go to the diner, have this interaction. He feels super bad about not being able to tip her. So he's like, listen, I'm going to come back tomorrow and... I'll do one of two things. If I don't win the lottery, I'll pay you double the tip I was going to give you today. Mm-hmm. If I do win the lottery, I'll split half of it with you. And she's like, ha ha, I probably won't see you tomorrow anyway. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like I'm, he, he's like, what do you think about that? And she's like, I think I'll never see you again. Yeah. So, um, and he's like, no, I swear to God I will. And she's like, okay, whatever. So, of and course, he fucking wins the lottery. <laughs> of course he does. But his wife's yelling at him because she's like, no, it's supposed to be 27 because it's our anniversary. And he was like, oh, I thought I was 26. Or, like, something. They get into a fight about it. It's like, I think she thought it was 26 and he put down 62. Or it's, it was it's something. 20, like, it's the difference between 26 and uh, 27. No, because that, cause that's at the end. Because the whole thing is, like, she was like. I told him to do this number, but he fucked it up and put this number in. And then, because there's a whole court case later, obviously, mm-hmm. but they were like, but your anniversary is actually the 27th. And she was like, oh, yeah, my bad. Right. And it was the 26th. Yeah. Because they say something about it being the day before. 62 was in the rendition of the numbers. Yeah. But not. He's off. He's off by one number and he fucks up and she's like yells at him about it. Oh, Okay and anyway whatever it's fine but it's like the fuck up that counts right because because she's all mad because she's like you forgot our anniversary but then i think in that conversation he's like what are you talking about we got married the next day or something like that and she was like oh fuck and um she he was like well whatever because i was wrong and we won anyways so who cares so who cares nah he wouldn't say the right number he loves he loves too much no he's too good but yeah oh and then the other thing is that like a whole bowling team or something all put in the same numbers. So then it got split up between like 11 people. Yeah. So like the original number that 
they were all supposed to win was like 64 million but then it got split up between which doesn't make sense because every time we do the lotto like we put a put a pool in um at my office Mm -hmm. and then we like write out a contract that we all sign that says like i will split the winnings with all of these people listed on this page Mm -hmm. because like if an office in la wins and an office in New York wins because people do that. Yeah. And like whatever, it has to be divided amongst those people. I thought it was like per ticket. So it makes no fucking sense. No, I think they all had a ticket. I don't think that they all were. But how could they all get the winning ticket? Like you, those, that shit spread everywhere. You can't all nine people get. You know what I mean? Like how would they all get that ticket? Because because in that lotto, you pick the numbers. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay. It's not it's not like uh, when you go to the Mega Millions and they just randomly generate one. Oh, okay. Because like, that's what we always use. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like you go to the lottery and you pick what numbers that you have. And so they all did the same one. Oh, That's okay. stupid in my opinion, but no, whatever. That, yeah, because of this reason at hand. It's dumb. Because if you have nine people on a team, you would pick different numbers and then all agree to split it. Right. Fucking idiots. No. I mean, they they got lucky. Because they won, but... But it's just the... They're playing the odds. I'm just going to bring this up. This is really random. But did you ever watch that show, like, in the early 2000s where I think it only ran for, like, a season or two and maybe it was on the CW, so maybe you didn't see it. But it was, like, this show about neighbors in this little suburb and they're all like friends have lived there their whole lives and they do like a lotto pool and there's like the husband of one of the wives and then like a single lady like they have like obviously chemistry or like a secret past romance or something is it like a comedy was like a sitcom it's a a drama it's a dry like a one camera drama and so what all the people in the neighborhood are having like a fourth of july barbecue or something they agree on the numbers and then this weird like two people with chemistry go decide like you know we we could have had a shot together like way back when like how about we do like the anniversary of our first date from high school or some fucking shit and like not tell anybody but then those numbers win and so they have like this agreement with all of their neighbors that they're going to share this lotto money. Right. But also now there's drama because they didn't pick the numbers that they agreed to. And right. they're like not conspicuous numbers. And it was like this weird neighborhood drama. And I was like 10 when it came out. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. It sounds amazing. I'm just, I was like riveting. I was like, what? And then what happened? I, but I think it got literally got canceled after like two seasons. I'd watch that. I want to watch it, and that I don't. Sounds great. If anyone knows the name of this show, I would desperately love to find however many seasons of it came out. If you've somehow been listening to us do nothing for however many minutes we've been talking. Oh God, we've been talking for thirty minutes. We're in first half of Act One. Let's burn through. We can roll through this movie. Fuck yeah! Fast. Well, because it's cutesy most of the time. But yeah. Basically, Muriel agrees to like split it with with Yvonne the lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's Nick was like, we have to, we're good people. We're good people. And she's like, yeah, I guess we're good. <laughs> yeah. Cause she just wants to like be rich and have the finer things in life and have money and like spend it on shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so there's like a bunch of montages of like them going shopping, but also like splitting the money with Yvonne who immediately buys out her diner. Oh yeah. You didn't, t- and out. Oh, I know. I was waiting. <laughs> oh, were you? Were you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Can we burned past her initial. Um, she showed up at her. Why did she show up at her house? 
one of her friends that she in turn works with, but also is friends with? is like friends with her because they can't. She went over to her house like after hours or whatever. And I remember the second she walked in, I was like, "Is that fucking Ann Dowd? Is that my girl? Is that my fucking lady?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Patty Levinson, we love." I will name a dog after her. Oh, my goodness. I told that to Dom. I was like, I want a bulldog, and I'm going to name it Patty Levinson, because that's my favorite Aunt Dowd character. But um, she's in this, and she's adorable, like she always is in her skinny days, which is always forgetting, because she's the mom and fucking freaks and geeks. Hell yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she's she's in this quite a bit, and she's pregnant, which is hilarious, because the first like three scenes we see her, and you don't even notice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's like hella pregnant. She's like literally eight months pregnant. Yeah. She's so cute. But, um, yeah, Yvonne immediately, like, buys out the diner she works at and mm. repurposes it in this cute little cafe and dedicates a, a table to Nicolas Cage where people can eat if they don't have money. Oh, Like, they were like, I dedicated a table to you for people who can't afford food. And she's, like, super nice and, like, helps out the people with AIDS in New York. And it's so great. It is. She's so good. And he comes to see her and is like, wow. Wow, this is fantastic. He's like, my wife is tearing down our apartment. <laughs> what else did they, because I know he was spending money. Oh, when did they start like donating and shit together? How did that come about? I think that they end up going to a party on a yacht for millionaires. Oh, yeah. And she arrives late and she's been, I guess, like poor her whole life. So she's still like really... Um, how do you say cheap? Not cheap, but like like frigid with her money. Yeah, frugal. She's very frugal, frugal and so it's like she doesn't want to overtip the taxi driver or do anything like that. And Nicolas Cage, on the other hand, is like, just give him the twenty. Like yeah. I don't care that it was eight dollars. Just give him the whole twenty. Say right. keep the change. Yeah. But then they miss the yacht, and on the yacht, Muriel is like schmoozing with this rich guy. Oh my God, he was egregious. Oh, yeah, like an old. I love guy. Him. He reminds me of like an old Jeremy Renner meets like one of the Sesame Street characters, but I can't think of who I'm thinking of right now. I'm trying to see what was his name. Is he like a Grover type? He reminds me of Grover for sure. It's the nose. He's such a cartoon. He's a Muppet. Seymour Cassell. He's dead. He is dead. <laughs> he died this April. Oh, R. Seymour. Seymour. What did it, what was he from? Because I recognized him. Yeah, he looked familiar. I know him from the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, who is he in that? He's one of the elevator operators. Yep. That's why I know him. Yep. Yep. Same. That's so funny because that's such like a minor part. It is, but he was great. Yeah. Oh, I love him. He. I mean, that's he was like, great in this. This is like one of the last things. He was in the Aquatic or the Life Aquatic as well. I was going to say, I feel like I've seen him in a couple Wes Anderson movies. Um, but he, he's like this smarmy, weird ass, like grimy dude. He's like, let me tell you, I will tell you about investments. I've made so much money. I quadrupled my funds. And he's just clearly like rich. And so Muriel is like, oh, wow. But he's gross and old, but yeah. he, you, you can tell he's old money. And so she's distracted the whole time and it keeps cutting back and forth between her having a blast on the boat with this dude. And then Nicholas Nick Cage stuck with stuck with he liked it. No, I know, but they got like stuck, quote unquote. Yeah, they, they just... missed they missed the boat, and then I started singing the Modest Mouse song, <laughs> and I like turned to her. And I was like, Asia, didn't and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> While we're on the subject, can we change something now? 
Um, Why do I literally feel like you've sung that song on the podcast? I have. I don't remember which episode, but I've done it. I that just reminded me just now because I was still lost. We probably were talking about a boat, probably, (laughs) and I got excited. But um, yeah, they have like a fancy dinner, and it's kind of romantic. And he's like, you know, if you're ever lonely and hanging out, like, like you look real mighty fine in that red fucking dress. Like, let's hang. She was. Oh, she looked good. She did. She had a booby. I didn't believe her boobs, but. The booty. The booty for sure. That's all that matters. But they... um Because I think she talks like a little bit about how she moved here and met Eddie and then that was it. Yeah. And then now Eddie's gone. Yeah. Eddie is Stanley Tucci, by the way. I was going to say... fucking I, daddy I, in this. I was going to say... I was going to say... I, I can't wait to get to Stanley Tucci because I want to talk about him. Because I was this, waiting. Does this happen... Does this dinner happen before... No. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, negate <laughs> but so they decide to hang out the next day oh and then that's how they are running around new york yeah paying for all the money doing all this good-hearted <coughs> shit like they buy everybody's subway ticket home yeah and then people are like running around the street they're like yo there's free people are giving away rides for free for free and we were like they all just like arrived home and we were like, I just got home, but you said free subway fare. What the fuck? Like people were running. And then they do, they do several things after they go. They're roller skipping skating. around the day. And then they end at the baseball field. Oh yeah. They let all the kids out onto the field. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super cute. They have like oh a photo montage. I cried a little bit. It was pretty, pretty good. And that's, and that's when his partner, his uh, cop buddy knew that he was going to have an affair with, with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he oh, was yeah. like, oh, man, that's so cute. His partner was like, oh, she looked fine in them jeans. <laughs> but she did. The outfits were so good. Oh, my God. They were so good. And Nick looked so good as a fucking catcher. Yeah. I was like, ooh. He had a backwards hat on, and it worked. It worked real well. It worked really well. I was like, Nick, that's what you need. And Just cover the top of your hair. <laughs> um. Okay, he he looked pretty good in this. Yeah. He was still like his lanky, skinny self. I know. Look at his legs. No booty in this. But I didn't. We didn't get to see it. He was always backed to the fucking camera, or like his butt was back to the camera. And I felt sad about his hair, only because you can just see how thin it is. Yeah. Because it's discolored the from the li- rest of it. The light would catch it too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's hollow. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's empty. Um, but he was still cute. But look at his long thighs. Look at how long, look at how far down his knee is. His legs are super long. I, that, it's my favorite part about him. Long legs. It's the legs. The legs and the butt. Long legs, short torso. He's got a pretty long torso. He's just long. He's just long. <laughs> long he boy. long. He long, though. <laughs> um, and she's tiny. She is pretty She's tiny. so petite. Yeah. She, oh, she's so cute. She's not, she's not as petite, like literally petite, as Rosie Perez. No. She's just, we just mean she's tiny. Like she, 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 it's a skinny little lad. A lad. A lad. <laughs> she's a little boy. What? <laughs> But um, that's the rom com I want to watch. Gee I'm golly! So sorry. <laughs> uh, but people be taking pictures of them at the baseball field. It gets back to Rosie Perez. Yeah, that's the best scene of the movie when she's like freaking out and she's no, like, no, when they were all on the baseball field. Oh, that yeah, that was the best scene of the movie. No, I loved watching that. Yeah, and then oh yeah, and then they come home and Rosie Perez is throwing all his shit out the fucking window. Yeah, and she's like, get the fuck out of my apartment. She, that's when she was most like Cardi B. That's when we really were like, I don't know what she said. Yeah. For like 10 minutes. Because she was just hollering and hooting and hollering. Hooting and hollering. <laughs> throwing shit out the window. 
and in this tacky ass apartment that she had built for herself tragic and um looked like a vegas hotel yeah it did but like in the 80s yeah and um well because she saw in the newspaper already there was shit of them like donating all this money donating money and hugging up on each other yeah and like chilling at the fucking the subway doing cute shit and they she's like so she like throws him out and she's she's like like, i want a divorce i wanted i was just gonna say i I want a divorce (laughs) and she said it with like the nails like imagine how janice talks but like in rosie perez form i want a divorce (laughs) I wanted to force <laughs> with the hands out like with this. It's like little wings. <laughs> like little wings. <laughs> they flutter when they're upset. <laughs> Trying it off the ground, but we can't. <clears throat> um, and then there's like a hilarious moment of him like begrudgingly walking away. Did I already say begrudgingly? Probably. It's okay. Do it again. Sadly and begrudgingly <laughs> walking away. <laughs> Head downtrodden and the little neighborhood kids are like, where you going? He's like, I'm going to the Holiday Inn. And they're like, Charlie, you're rich. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah, they're like, go to the plaza. <laughs> go to the plaza. <laughs> meanwhile, and actually that happened just a little bit after that. But meanwhile, she goes home. And who's waiting for her? Daddy. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was funny because we were watching it. And he's just in a towel and he shows up and he's like, hey, darling, I'm back. And he's very like flamboyant. He's like, honey, I'm home. And she's like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. And he's like, hi, baby, calm down. <laughs> and he is magnificent. Like I was sitting there and I didn't want to say anything because I've always found Stanley Tucci to be somehow sexy. He's femininely attractive. He's femininely attractive, but he also like the amount of power he holds his head up with. Oh, vibe. is amazing. And there's no hair to block your view. You can see that it's <laughs> you can see a nice tight neck with a good jawline and, and opinions. That's how I feel <laughs> when I look at Stanley Tucci. But um, yeah, oh my God, we were staring at him. And then finally Asia was like, Stanley Tucci so hot. And I was like, dude, <laughs> he had like the perfect amount of hair. Yeah, <laughs> it was like he did have a lot of body hair. But in the best but it was areas. in the right places, and it was confined to the correct areas. Yeah. It wasn't overwhelming. And he had, like, an eight-pack, and he was just walking around. His he arms were beautiful. And I was like, Stanley, I had no idea. Yeah, he would. Oh, my God. We. Oh, I, what did he do? He, like, like oh, had his legs oh. crossed and then uncrossed them, like, fucking. To get up off the couch. Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct or something. And, but it was so fast. And Marta and I were both, like. <laughs> I literally went, oh. And Asia was like, Marta, me too. <laughs> I was so startled. I was like, oh. I was like, did we see Dick? And she was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I know. I was upset. It's okay. Um, I was never like this until we started watching the Nick Cage movies. Oh, I think really? I'm coming of age as we're watching the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like you've never like ogled men that way? Not older men. I just love <laughs> dad types. <laughs> I love them so much. I don't like not in my real life. That never ever transpires to my real life unless it's like one of my actors who... Is, oh, I want to say his name. I'm not going to, though. Who are daddy. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, I'm like, father. Hello. I, I, this is probably a weird and maybe obvious observation to make, but I'm, so I'm only 23, and when I was in high school, I was dating people who were way older than me for mm-hmm. some fucking reason, because mm-hmm. I'm precocious and horrible. It's okay. And so I've consistently only dated people in their early 20s. For like seven years. <laughs> so 
<laughs> yeah, because now, because now you just you caught up to them, but we're looking at the people next to you. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like now it's like I should still be like interested in people in their mid twenties, but now for the first time I'm like, oh, what's the next step? Early thirties. Oh yeah, dude. Thirty-two year olds are prime. That's like the sweet spot. Sweet spot is early thirties. I love early thirties. And. I don't know. And on occasion, late 30s, but it depends on your life situation. I'm still dating people in their early 20s, though. Yeah. It's fine. No, I like dad types. And for some reason, Nick has brought that out in me, too. How old is he right now? He's probably... In 94. He is, like, 31, I think. Oh, God. It's poor hair. (laughs) Poor guy. Eh, Poor dude. Um, Anyways, so sorry. Wait, yeah. We'll we be a tangent in No, no, no. This is fine. It's fine. It's good. He was born. <laughs> <laughs> what year? We should know this by now. I think it's 64. Oh, it's 64. Is it? Yep. Because he, cause Danny's 60. So 30. And, and I'm always like, you're four years older than Nick Cage. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's Oh, he's 30 in this he's movie? Straight 30 in this movie. Oh, wow. Poor guy. It's starting to show. We love him. It's okay. So. Oh, yeah. Where were we? Oh, uh, so, yeah. So, so Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah. Made me start thinking about hot, hairy men. Um, comes back to the apartment, and she's like, he's like, baby, have me back. Because now she's got all the money. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, fuck you. Get out of my house. He's like, it's my house. So she outies out and goes to the hotel. Oh, yeah. And why did she... Oh, he's like, where are you going to stay? And she goes, the plaza. The plaza. <laughs> because I fucking can. Yeah. And then moments later is when Nick's like, they're like, go to the plaza. And we're like, yeah, go to the plaza. So they both check in at the same time, obviously. Yeah. He walks up and is like, babe. They get rooms side by side. Oh, yeah. They thought about getting one together. And then they were like, no, 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 appearances. Right. The door hops knew, though. Oh, yeah. As soon as they let them in, they were like, that's the chick. And that's the guy. <laughs> they're like, holy shit. And then they walked away and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then Asia was like, oh, they're going to have a connecting door. And sure enough, in they the first a- five minutes, <laughs> knock, 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 connecting door. And he's like, oh. and they were both really awkward because they're like, I've got fruit in my room. She's like, oh yeah, I've got fruit in my room. And he's like, oh, and she's like, the robes. Oh, we've got. You can buy them. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. She's like, let's buy one and then we can share it. And he's like, or we could buy two. <laughs> and then they make out. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, that's 100% it. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, think that's, well, I think that's like almost exactly the conversation. I think so. He was like, we could buy two robes. She goes, you're right. And then he's just like, <gasps> from across the room. Yeah, because he was like looking at her very intently. I was thinking about this. He kind of looked like he was going to yell at her. And then they kissed instead. <laughs> <laughs> There's that much passion in their stares. Oh, my gosh. And then they're both wearing the robes, and they fucked. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't show that, though. They didn't show it, though, because it's a tasteful movie. And then, fuck, what after that? I think that it gets out that they were at the plaza together. Oh, yeah. But it's like during this time, then Nick finds out that Rosie Perez uh, Muriel's they're like at their like div- divorce hearing or whatever, like annulment, whatever the fuck they're doing. 
Oh, and yeah, they go to the meeting. It's like they're they're doing like a meeting with their lawyers. Like mm-hmm. it's not a hearing obviously, but it's something. Yeah. When you're when they're reading the rules of the divorce and the game, the play penalties and <laughs> foul ball. Foul ball. <laughs> Yellow card. Touchdown. <laughs> um, so they uh that's when that's when she's like, "Oh, I'm actually going to come after you for all of your money because you chose the wrong number and also it's not fair." Um and he's like, "Whatever, fine. She could take it." But but then her lawyers expressed to his lawyers that um we're actually coming after all the money because you gave it to this chick like without her really being down for it. Well, they tried so to therefore... they tried to say that he knew the waitress or they he knew Yvonne beforehand and that they were having an affair and right. that and that's why he did it. And he was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Funny so then though. so then he's like, you can't do this to her. And she's like, don't talk to me. And so then <laughs> they have to go to like a hearing, like an actual trial. In a courtroom. Yeah, for, with all of them, like, fighting over this. And, um, I mean, it was fun because, honestly, like, some of the defense lawyers and even, like, his lawyer and stuff, um, the prosecution, everybody there, including, like, the jury, was actually, like, kind of funny. No, yeah. They were all, like, a really, it was a very comical, (laughs) what did I call it? Comedical. Comedical. It was, it was comical and fun. It was fun to watch the courtroom Mm -hmm. scenes. Because, like, his lawyer was cartoony. Oh, yeah, because they're like, well, the prosecution lawyer is the dad from Six Feet Under. Yep. And then the and stepbrothers and all that shit. So good. We love him. He's been the same age forever. Yep. Um, his eyes just look a little bit more alive. That's it, though. Yeah. The defense lawyer was like this old man, though, who was pretty silly. <laughs> he was very silly. He was a silly boy. His suit was amazing. <laughs> I saw checkered and shit. But, um... But then the court rules in um, Rosie Perez's Perez, <laughs> uh, Rosie Perez, yeah, <laughs> Rosie Perez's favorite Perez, <laughs> Perez. I need to be killed. I know. Um, yeah, it's just this long thing. They go back and forth, and they both get on the stand, and everyone's on the stand and being interrogated, and blah blah blah. And then at the end, the judge is like, "Yeah, she's right. It all goes to her." So then they run out of the courtroom. <laughs> Dramatic. Bridget, 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 Brigade, Brigade, Brigade. Um, God, this is gonna be painful for that people is. to sit through. No, 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 it's good. Um, <laughs> this is also, mind you, if any of you just listen, because I feel like a lot of our friends have been like, "Oh, I just listen because I like like listening to you guys interact." They're mm-hmm. like, "I don't really give a shit about an occasion." I'm like, "Well, that's fine." I'm like, "I think we do an entertaining spin on it," but. This is what it truly is to hang out with me and Asia. We just like make noises at each other for like <laughs> ten minutes. Like there's not really much conversation happening. No, we do a lot of complaining mm-hmm. um and whining about how terrible we feel, either yeah. emotionally or physically, usually a combination of both. Yeah, definitely both. And just go <laughs> Yeah. But and just work off each other. <laughs> or just like look at each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then squeeze each other's hands. Yes. <laughs> I was so sad. And then, we'll, and then, and then another big thing is we go. What should we not? What should we watch next? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want to watch? <laughs> Are you in the mood for anything? <laughs> I was so sad when you came home from work yesterday, and I was like, "Can I give you a hug?" And you were like, "No." Yeah, I'm not having a good couple days. No, no me, one can me touch either. Me. But that's why I wanted a hug. I know, but I don't feel good. That's the issue. No, I understand. Um, but yeah, um, Yvonne <laughs> runs out of the court. She's crying. 
she'd cry. I think this is the only time Nicolas Cage gets, like, really emotionally upset is because he's like, leave her alone. He was, yeah. like, yelling at the reporters. Yeah. But oh, it was yeah. so brief. It was really brief. And then no one's there for some reason in the middle of New York. And yeah. she runs out crying. And he's like, what? Come back. And does she run all the way to, to the diner? <laughs> he's just still trailing behind her running. I think so. Because then all of a sudden it's nighttime. <laughs> yeah, it's nighttime and it's raining, of course. And. He meets her at the diner and she's like, go away. You don't want to be with me. And he's like, why the, what the fuck? No. He's like, she's like, I ruined your life. Don't you understand? Like, if it wasn't for me, you'd still be married and you would have all this money and blah, blah, blah. And And he's he's like, like, I don't care about the money. I have you. Yeah. He's like, don't you see if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have you. And also, I'd still be married to Rosie fucking Perez, so... <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I'm too good to have broken this on my own. I need to fall in love. Truth. Um, And so they, like, kiss and make up and mm-hmm. do their, like, embrace. Yeah. And then a homeless guy comes up, a knock, knock, knocking at the window seal. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's our boy Isaac. But we don't know that yet. No, no. Nah. Well, we, I mean, yeah, because they show his face. I didn't know it was him. Oh, I knew it was him. Oh, heck. It's just because I recognize him. I guess I guess I didn't know it was a report. He I didn't know he was a reporter. I didn't know he was a reporter. He was dressed up like a homeless person, and I was like, "Well, that's kind of interesting." Yeah. Because he was narrator wearing ties. Yes. And shit. And so he goes in, and she's like, "Oh, he must be hungry. Let's give him some soup." <laughs> some soup. <laughs> give him some soup. <laughs> and and uh so uh, yeah he, they he eats his soup and then he, like, i wasn't happy though pulls out a little watch thing with a camera on it click click which 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 i was gonna also say that because um, <laughs> i like their food Me um, too. no i was gonna say which that's kind of what nick's job was in honeymoon in vegas which is also by andrew Berger. oh true oh true they had fun little cameras and they were watching people love it um but so he, yeah, so he wrote this whole article about them. But wait, really quick, because I was upset. When they were like, I think he's hungry. Let's let him in. I turned to Asia and I was like, make him grilled cheese and tomato soup. Hell yeah. And then instead, he made fucking it was just, it chicken was, noodle It was soup. just chicken noodle soup with no crackers or anything. It was just water. No. Disgusting. I, I was offended. Yeah, but he writes a nice article about them uh, saying, like, even when they had nothing, they still were willing to give everything. Yeah, because everything in the tabloids at this point had been, like, you know, cop gives. It like went through. It was like a um, a transitional point of the story throughout the story was, like, new headlines. And it was, uh, at first, it was, like, cop gives waitress, like, part of the million whatever money or like millions of dollars winning from the lotto. And then it was like cop and waitress seen giving free rides on the subway. And then it was like cop and waitress um, seen at the plaza fucking. And then it was like cop gets divorced and tries to fuck waitress again. (laughs) It was just like shit like that. And so then all of a sudden, so all this like bad shit was coming out. So now all of a sudden one person puts out this beautiful story about them and is like, this is truly. They're truly good humans. Yeah. Like and they're they, in love now. And they gave me soup. <laughs> they gave me soup. And so in that in that night, in that moment, when they were like giving the old man soup, they were like, let's just start over. Let's go somewhere else and try like a new life because we don't have life here anymore. And we don't have fucking money here. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting ready to say bye to the diner. 
and they're like walking up to it one last time in the morning and he's like i know let's just say bye real quick and then they try and get the door open and they can't get it open because there are hundreds of letters on the ground it's like when harry potter's recruited to hogwarts vibe yeah coming out of the woodworks <laughs> yeah uncle vernon's like yeah <laughs> the post the post no post on sundays <laughs> um, he was their friend <laughs> he trusted them he was a friend um anyway party crouch junior <laughs> what was another one that i would love oh my two favorite is he was a friend because i used to get drunk and just scream that or in the right moment the boy must die <laughs> the boy must die <laughs> okay whoa so there are all these letters on the ground. <laughs> and they all said that they were invited to their first semester at Hogwarts. Yes. <laughs> now they all had money in them. They all had like five bucks. And they're like, and this one says 10. This is a check for $10. Thanks, and, Grandma. And then they kept bringing in like the male dudes kept bringing in like bags and bags and bags. So they made like over like $600,000 yeah. to, to save their restaurant. Start their lives over. Start their lives together. over. Together. And then they're in a hot air balloon. And that's the end of the movie. Oh, they get married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get married on the hot air balloon. It has a headline that's like. It's like Cop Mary's Waitress. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. And, um, and then they're. It's just this shot. It's funny because it was looking at the New York Athletic Club, which is like where I was like two weeks ago. And I was nice. like, oh. but um, they're like in this hot air balloon, like floating above Central Park, just throwing heart like confetti out of it. So it's cute. So cute. <laughs> and then the movie ended. And we were like, wow, I love that movie. It was just so fun and happy. And she's so cute. It's but exactly what I think I needed to watch yesterday. Yeah, I was happy. It was Especially good. since I like burst into tears coming home from work. Yeah. I was like sobbing and then I was okay and then I felt bad again. No. <laughs> then I ate spaghetti. Then I ate spaghetti. And I watched a good movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Self-care night. And then I watched um, the first half of not Who Killed Gilbert Grape. What is it? What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Who Killed Garrett Phillips. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's what it's called. Um, yeah, I watched that and then I listened to Culpable. And all I think about is how people are either getting away with murder or wrongly convicted. That, yeah, that's a really upsetting thing to watch back to back with a really good feel good movie. Or maybe that's that's what you need to clean your palate. I don't know. I don't know. I remember what my dreams were. <laughs> I'm sure it was something dark. I also had sex with a ghost in my dream. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's like one time uh, I had a friend text me randomly and i hadn't talked to her for for some time and she's like hey can i talk to you about something and i was like sure what's up and she's like i feel really weird i'm like okay continue and she's like i had a dream i had sex with my dad last night i don't yeah. fucking like that though. no every time i think about um parents in that scenario Ugh. i think about walter betts which is a fun thing to say what only because he, he was a professor we had in college yes i love you walter metz <laughs> it would be so honorable for you to listen to this podcast and shit on how terrible we are analyzing things true or true. he would find beauty in what we're saying be like they're so intellectually inept <laughs> in such a pure way <laughs> It's so... That's, they're so naive. They're so naive. 
Let's unpack that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. Love him in his mustard turtleneck. Oh, he's so good. Um, but he, I remember him talking about the most horrible understanding a child could come to is the idea of their conception. Oh. And like how like like the adolescent has to think about intercourse and how like you had to be created through intercourse like this pleasurable act and that like your parents had like pleasure from your inception or something yeah. like that. And I was like, Oh, you said right. inception. Inception. <laughs> 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 conception is what I meant. <laughs> Oh. But I'm like, okay, yeah, vibe. That vibe. seems pretty gross. <laughs> I remember that. Your conception? <laughs> no, <laughs> no I remember. So crazy, I was swimming through this tube. You know? <laughs> it was totally wild. Like it was so dark for so long. <laughs> I lost all my friends. Most of my friends, like they were just. I was suddenly alone. <laughs> I knew it was just me, though. Like, I had to just keep swimming, yo. <laughs> I just had to keep it going. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. Wait, oh. so are you the sperm or the egg? <laughs> no. <gasps> no, we're all the sperm. Are we the sperm? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's a- <laughs> I don't want to be the sperm. <laughs> I'm not really crying. I'm no, just- I know you're not. I think the last 10 minutes has been the best part of this episode. It's like a treat for whoever stuck through it. In the summary, we're going to have to say, like, if you listen to anything, listen to the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, God. Thanks, Walter. Now everyone knows about my deep, dark, bad dreams. (laughs) You can take them out. Sometimes I'm both people during sex in my dreams. Bro, listen. Okay. I start as a girl and then I turn into a guy. I def- but I'm not fucking me. I definitely have had, I specifically remember when I was living in Chicago, I had dreams about my bosses and I was a guy. Well, I was still me, but I had a penis. Yeah. And I was like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like really weird because I, I woke up and I was like, okay, no pee pee. <laughs> Only vajiji. <laughs> Only vajiji. But I still d- did it with a girl in my dream. Yeah. As a guy. Yeah. I've also had dreams that I... I've done that. I made out with with uh, one of my boyfriend's ex-girlfriends, and then I woke up, and I was, like, really confused because I was really jealous and, like, angry and hateful towards her, but then I, like, had made out with her in my dream, and I was like, wait, we're in love now. <laughs> You're like, wait, I get it. Wait. I like- see what he sees. <laughs> I'm into it. Um... I don't know. I think mine are mostly like really perverted for some reason or really violent. Yeah, I don't have a lot of sexually related dreams. I mostly just have yeah. killing dreams. Yeah, the only reason mine ever turned to sex is because I'll be like thinking about it yeah. because I'm a lucid fucking dreamer. Yeah. I create everything in my dreams. You know, the the one fucked up thing that my sister and I have both said we dream about is I or her and I both have dreams that our mom is trying to kill us. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Like, yeah. like hand-to-hand combat type shit. Oof. It's like, no, Rose. No. Yeah. But that's just because there's... Trauma! Yeah. Pray for my mom, y'all. <laughs> she not doing well. No. It's okay. It's not okay. Good thoughts. You know it is okay? What? Joe Biden eating this ice cream cone, wearing two different watches, and holding two $10 bills. <laughs> what What bill did he break to buy ice cream for everyone? <laughs> Hoomst. That's a good look for him. 
That's why I printed it out. I, I just thought it was funny. It's very good. So this movie, we this. Yeah, yeah, we need to rate it and everything. Um, I think we could kill a lot of the last couple. Of minutes. I don't know how much I want in there. It's okay. We'll go through it. We'll go through it <coughs> with each other. Just um, take out the stuff about my family. Like, I'm gonna take out some stuff too. Okay. Oh, it got weird because I brought something weird up. Yeah, but I I could have just gone on and been like, you could have been like, oh wow, that's so crazy. Right. Instead, I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave this part because then people are like, what happened? What they talk about? They'll never know. <laughs> it was fucked up, and you're glad to have read about it. it on my anonymous Tumblr blog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so what do you think of this movie? Well, first of all, I don't really think that there was a Nick Cage freakout, so I think we should skip it. Well. What was the one? Because there was like one that we were like, "Is that it?" I think he like just yelled at the in the courtroom. That was it. Outside of the courtroom, that is. He was like, "Leave her alone!" Yeah, and that was. Yeah, you're right. We'll skip it. I don't think he has one that's worth it. Nah, this is rom commy. I don't think there was really one in Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh uh, yeah, oh, there was. I'm sorry, it was at the airport. <laughs> that was a great one. But he wasn't. He was like the most chill person in this movie because he was so good. He was so good. Um. Yeah, I agree. Let's skip that. Uh. As the movie as a whole, I'm going to go first. Oh, okay. Wait, I got to think. I know, me too. But I want to go first because I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to try and change it anyways. No matter whether you go first or not, your answer always <laughs> influences my answer. Okay. Even if I've already given my answer, I'm always like, I'm going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. I'm going to let, I'm going to let you go. Okay. I say. It was really fun, really cute, a decently well-made movie. A foofy. Foofy. <laughs> it was a decently well-made floofy. And uh, so I'm, I want to say like a 7.4. The reason I don't give it as much of an 8 or anything is because I don't think it's in the realm of Red Walk, Red Walk, Red Walk West. Red, Red Walk West. <laughs> and all of those flicks. Truth. Um, but I think that it deserves almost a C+. I'm going to go with 74. I was going to say seven. Seven? Flat seven. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It, it was, was fun. fun. <gasps> we have some- Asia kissed too. I, I kissed oh, the sorry. mic. I don't know I why I got louder into the mic. <laughs> I kissed the mic. Did you see the Asian question mark? Jeez, golly. I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, so um, our social media is... At Gone in 60 Seconds, N I C S T Y, for our Instagram. We're on Twitter at Jin's Pod. We have an email. It's gone in 60 seconds at gmail.com. And is, we, have a, we have a Facebook. Kind of. We have a, a, our website. We're on a website. <laughs> um, thanks, Jason. Um, he doesn't listen to the podcast. No, he doesn't um, anymore. Oh, he hates us. It's okay. He just doesn't want to sit through it. Yeah, it's too much. That's fine. No one I love listens to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. A lot of that our was, friends that, that was love. really rude to say. I'm sorry, everyone. Who's she listening. means no one who loves her listens to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You're right. No one loves me. Full stop. No, except Marta. No, and all the people who listen. Oh, true. Thanks. I'm definitely the more annoying of the two of us. So I'm glad that you have your fan base. <sighs> Put me on a T-shirt. You dare me to? <laughs> yeah, fucking do it. Okay. All right. Oh, we're going to start selling merch. Fuck it. Shit. Yeah. I'm going to fuck it. It's episode 22. <laughs> we deserve it. 22 weeks? <laughs> I bet you our friends would buy it. Fuck yeah.
We got enough people. We can get like 60 shirts. I'm going to make an Etsy account. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. Bitch. Okay. Let's turn it off. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm so sorry. Goodbye. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>